You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Sex and relationship advice you can use tonight. Hey, hey, it is a good day for me today. I hope it's a good one for you as well. Uh, Even though I'm without Brandon today, I'm about to be joined by superstar sexologist, model, instructor, sex educator, Tayomi Morgan, who is just honestly so incredible. And I think you're really going to going to enjoy this conversation. And we're going to be talking about touch and tantra and breath and and so much more. And I'm also really excited because I have some really good news. October 1st, so for many of you that's today, is the launch of season two of Intimately You with Dr. Jess presented by TSC. And it is a TV show on City TV across Canada, Fridays at midnight. And you can also watch the replay from anywhere in the world at tsc.ca slash intimatelyou, which of course is... quite the mouthful maybe not good kind of mouthful so I'll definitely put the the link in the show notes it's also you can always get these key links in my Instagram bio we've got all of those there if you want to check them out anyhow with the show I'm going to be hosting weekly discussions exploring a bunch of exciting and also explicit (laughs) topics related to relationships and sex and intimacy with some really incredible experts and medical professionals and this week's episode is all about sex post-menopause so we're going to be talking perimenopause menopause, postmenopause with the fabulous Dr. Jessica Shepard, a friend of mine. So do please make sure you tune in tonight and uh, every week to catch new episodes on just a, a broad range of themes. We're talking technoference, we're talking bigger, better orgasms, we're talking anal play with my buddy Luna Matadas, and I'll of course throughout the show be showing you new and exciting products that are available on TSC. And this is actually kind of exciting. My followers are going to get 25% off with promo code Dr. Jess 25. So Dr. Jess 25. Now I know I offer discount codes all the time, but I just want to say that this one is a little uh, extra because it actually applies to all the high-end sexual wellness brands at tsc.ca. So you know often the luxury lines like Lalo and Womanizer and WeVibe are excluded from the discounts, but this is not the case. You will get 25% off of all of them. I think showstopper items are excluded, so showstoppers on the shopping channels are like the, I don't know, the big deals of the day, but trust me, I don't think sex toys are ever going to be a showstopper anyway, so either you don't have to worry about that or maybe I'll be proved wrong, and either way you'll get a major deal. So if you have been eyeing something like, I don't know, the Womanizer Duo or the Lalo Smart Wand or the High on Love Hemp Infused Body Cream, which is what I now use every night, or the WeVibe Moxie, uh, head over to tsc.ca. The full address is tsc.ca slash intimately you. Either way, um, use code Dr. Jess 25 because it's a really good discount. And all of the terms and conditions are in my show notes as well. And I just want to say I'm really proud of this project with TSC because, well, we're hawking vibrators on national network television, which is so cool. But also it's cool because we're joining you in your living rooms to have real conversations about really important topics. So please tune in if you can or watch the replay online if you're not in Canada. Oh, and by the way, I just want to say if you are in Jamaica, I don't even know what the segment of my population is in Jamaica, but I know a bunch of the satellite packages actually include city tv so you can watch from over there on the rock and yeah i guess i can brag and say we're international (laughs) and one last thing is i just want to add that so intimately you as this project is a lot more than just the tv show itself we're really trying to put together a whole bunch of resources at tsc.ca so folks can ask questions get their answers and of course shop for products so i'm just really pumped about this project and i hope you will follow along too all right 
Enough about that. Uh, Let's get to the topic at hand, authentic Tantra. I have a lot to learn on this one. Joining me is the Tayomi Morgan certified sexologist, authentic Tantra practitioner, pleasure coach, my friend. We've done work together, you know, as of as of recently. Yes. You uh, you played Dr. Jess in a movie (laughs) (laughs) in Chicago when I wasn't able to fly in and do my speech. You you took over and the crowd loved you. I got so much. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was such a fun event. And it was a beautiful setup. And I got like some fresh roses from my altar, which was great because there was all these rose petals all over the place. And I collect them from my altar space. I was like, can I have those? So it was like a, a nice like like two for one. First of all, being able to assist you and like hold space for that. And then just seeing just how like the people there, they needed that information. I mean, I was just like, wow, there's so much more work to be done because people just really don't have this information and they don't even know where to start. So that was great. I know. And thank goodness we are talking about it. You said your altar. Tell me about your altar first and foremost. Yeah, so even before I started practicing Tantra, I was already practicing like different spiritual, metaphysical practices. And when I was growing up, my aunt, like I didn't know this, but she was literally teaching us how to build altars. We would always do what was called pouring libation for our ancestors. So at Thanksgiving, we would get around, we'd come around and have a little plate of food that we would sit out for our ancestors that would be like an offering to them. And then we would have a plant where we would pour water into it. And so everyone would go around and call a name of an ancestor that they wanted to call into the room. And after we would say their name, we would say and pour water into the plant and we would say libation. And so we would go around the room and everyone would do this and then we would do a prayer and then we would eat. So that would basically call our ancestors in to eat with us and join in with us for Thanksgiving. And I didn't know at the time when I was younger that that was literally a ritual and that it was a, a form of an altar. And so as I got older and I started getting deeper into my spiritual practices, I learned how to build altars for myself. And so I've done all types of altars over the course of the last like, 10 plus years of my life. And now I have an altar, uh, God rest her soul, my aunt that introduced me to that, she passed away in 2009. And I have an altar to her in my home because her presence has been very like powerful there. And so my spiritual guide, she said, yeah, you know, build an altar dedicated to her so you can bring her into the space. And so I have a picture of her on like this handcrafted, like wooden table where all of my like, you know, magical things sit and I do my meditations at. And there's just rose petals all around it. That's to like evoke love into that space. And I have it fenced off because I have a little puppy who likes to get into everything. What kind of puppy do you have? He's a Maltese <laughs> and he just turned one. Oh yeah, I see you on Insta, I forgot. Yeah, he's here. He's here at the conference. Stop it. Yes, he's here. So oh, you'll get to see him. I need to see him. Yes. Oh, he's going to love you. Uh, we, we are down at Sex Down South. Is it dog friendly or is it secret dog friendly? It's dog friendly. Like, look, if the hotel's dog friendly, the conference is dog friendly. And he's met like, he's met Tia. He hasn't met Marla yet, but he's met practically everybody that's been down there so far this morning. And everyone's like, oh my God, we love him. And so. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. There's such a. There's kind of this way that dogs or animals bring people together, right? Like they yes. already show, they have a, that research that people are more collaborative, they're more affectionate, they're more mm-hmm. patient. But there's something intimate when you get to be a little vulnerable, right? Yes. Because the puppies or the dogs make you vulnerable. Like you're like, oh, so you get a little softer, a little yes. sweeter. Like I need that because I can be a little uh, too serious, <laughs> like not, not serious, but like harsher. Mm-hmm. And the dogs just soften us up. So I can't wait to meet them. Now, we do have a limited amount of time because you are teaching Yes. So I want to get into this talk about Tantra and it ties into Mm -hmm. where we started with the altar and spirituality. So what is Tantra? 
So Tantra is a spiritual practice that basically teaches you how to use your sexual energy for healing. And in our modality, we believe that Tantra is weaving light and sound with form. So essentially it's weaving visualizations with mantras into your body. And so you don't have to be a Buddhist and you don't have to practice or participate in any particular spiritual practice in order to practice Tantra. As long as you are willing to communicate, to move, participate in pleasure, and meditate, which is essentially breathing and visualizing, then this is something for you. And there's so many different forms or modalities of Tantra. I particularly practice authentic Tantra, which is a weaving of Tibetan Buddhist sexual Tantra with somatic healing practices. It was founded by Debbie Ward Erickson, who got the permission from her lamas to take the lineage, which is the Shakpikagyu lineage, and weave it into the somatic healing practices to create this modality. So this, this form of Tantra, specifically the elemental practices that we teach others, is kind of like a secret lineage. And so it really hasn't been brought out into the world. So there's only so many people that actually practice this style of Tantra. Now here at the conference, I'm only teaching like the things that I can teach to others that they can use personally, but if they wanna go deeper into the elemental practices, then that would require for them to come and sign up with me as a coach or if they want to become certified in the particular elemental practices that come along with the modality, then going to AuthenticTantra.com and signing up for a certification course because we don't want people practicing this or teaching the elemental practices that have not gone through the actual training because it's very powerful stuff. This path is called the diamond path, which is like a swift path to enlightenment and healing. So people who are like, I don't wanna waste time, I'm a person that really enjoys doing self-work and doing shadow work. This modality, Authentic Tantra, is the one for you. And I always say you have to really like personally resonate with whatever tantric practice you do because we always say like, if you're drawn to it, this is not your first time doing it as far as how long your spirit has existed, which is eternal, your spirit's eternal. So at some point in time, in one of your lifetimes, you've probably practiced Tantra. And so if you're drawn to it, whichever modality, that means that this medicine has always been with you. Is it possible too that you're practicing Tantra without realizing that you're practicing Tantra? Like there's something that you do in your life, in your routine, whether that be sexual or otherwise? Absolutely. And, and it it's just so, comes to you? Yeah, because we're intuitive beings, right? And it's so beautiful because I had a client recently, um, a couple, and it was the husband that came to me and said, okay, we want to do this thing. And some of the practices that I was suggesting, because it's always a suggestion, right, that he do, he said, oh, I kind of already do this with my wife. And I was like, this is beautiful. This means that this practice is for you because you just intuitively already picked up on like sinking with your wife's breath while she's asleep. And now you get to do it when she's awake and conscious and you both get to share in that experience so most definitely a lot of us who are like tapped in we're already doing tantric things and so now imagine having a practitioner who can take you through the actual like steps and mantras and mudras to just like enhance what you already know naturally yeah I, i'm thinking about my partner brandon i don't think you've met i think we've met physically right I think we've met like virtually yes yes I, and I'm thinking that a lot of what I think he is drawn to has to do with the slowing down mm -hmm. the mindfulness the tuning into breath the really being in your body that yes. I associate 
with tantric practices. I have to ask for him, but also for myself. How long does it take to go through the program? So the Authentic Tantra program specifically, it takes, I think it's like now a two-year track because you do a preliminary training first, which kind of gives you the foundational tools. Because it can be pretty intense, especially if you're not used to the way that we meditate. Typically meditation, you say, you know, close your eyes, go within. We actually meditate with our eyes open. And the reason we do that is to basically like enrich our central channel because we don't work in the spine. Like Hindu Tantra works in the spine with Kundalini energy, but we work in front of the spine. And so to enrich that central channel, which is just like a column of light that runs in front of the spine from the crown through the perineum, we keep our eyes open. And then also to cultivate presence. So to still remain present, but also go into that trance state where you're still like visualizing and imagining the things that we're like requesting for you to do when we go into our meditations. So that alone, when I first started, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't keep my eyes open. But as I started to go deeper into the practice, it became easier. And now I can go straight into a trance state with my eyes open without even thinking about it. So you can just tune out when someone's talking. Yo, you know what though? I've literally been able to do that since forever. <laughs> I've always been a big daydreamer. I remember my English teacher in seventh grade, she'd be like, Miss Morgan, get out of La La Land. <laughs> I'm like out the window, just like staring into the future, having like premonitions. Because literally I've had this gift since I was a child where like I just get visions and get downloads. And I didn't know what they were before until I got older and, you know, spiritual guides had to like really explain them to me. So I can totally tune out. <laughs> It's like the easiest thing for me to do. But knowing now that it gets to be purposeful and actually doing healing work and that I don't have to be afraid of the things that I'm downloading and that I'm seeing because I literally can see something happen before it actually happens. Years before sometimes. Can you acknowledge that? What it is? Like, can you tell what it is at the time or is it more that you're able to reflect back and say, oh, I remember something like this? At the time when it's happening, um, because sometimes it's like really specific people or like situations, then I just honor it in that moment. And I'm like, okay, so I'm seeing something that hasn't happened yet, but it may happen. And there's a great responsibility around having a gift like that because you can totally alter somebody's reality if you go to them and say, I saw this thing. Sometimes it's not for them. It's just for you to be aware of how you get to move around the relationship, right? And you don't just go tell someone something, you ask for permission because this is literally life altering information. So to know that I have this gift, if it is being, if I'm feeling compelled to like reveal what I've seen to someone, I would ask them first for consent. Like, can I offer an insight? But I never truly tell them what I see. It's kind of like just giving them a little bit of insight but not telling them what to do or what's going to happen because I want them to arrive. And you also, themselves. you don't know it, right? You can see things. It doesn't exactly. mean it's reality. It's something that could potentially. Because there's so many possibilities. That's, that's. <laughs> One thing can shift and it'll change it, the whole thing. That makes so much sense. Okay, I want to go back to Tantra because I want to talk about the breath piece. Mm -hmm. What is Tantric breath? How is it incorporated into sex? Because uh, you know, if you've listened to the program before, we've talked about the fact that Tantra is not just about sex, right? right? This is part of spirituality, part of everyday living and breathing and moving throughout life. But we are the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast, so we're going to talk about the sexual yes. side. <laughs> what is Tantric breath and how is it incorporated into sex? So Tantric breath is essentially just conscious breathing. And sometimes that conscious breathing is accompanied with like pelvic floor contractions, or it's accompanied with visualizations, or it's accompanied with mantras. So being able to either hear or say certain 
seed syllables or sounds that correlate with your different chakras. And so when you are using tantric breath in sex, it's typically syncing your breath with your partner, it's slowing down, and then it is accompanied with certain mantras or visualizations. So you could be chanting, let's say um, Ram, R-A-M for instance, Ram is the seed syllable that's connected with the sex chakra and then the color red. So you can take a deep breath and then you can be chanting Ram out loud along with your partner, or you can chant Ram, 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 Ram in your mind. Whether your partner is involved in it or not. See, the thing is you can practice this, you could practice it solo with a partner, but it's so much more powerful when you and your partner are on the same page and you're connected and you're doing it together. And then also there's another breath that we use in Authentic Tantra, which is the ocean breath. And it was founded by Carla Tara, who taught it to Davy Ward. And we now use it and we teach our clients this breath. And it's so powerful because we use the seed syllable ah, which all sounds originate from ah, and it's an open mouth breath. So it's an inhale and an exhale through the mouth. And when you chant ah, it vibrates the throat, which stimulates the vagus nerve, which is like the information pathway for all of the nervous system, right? So it's shaking up trauma and it's shaking things up. And it's so powerful because it puts you in a deep state of relaxation. It triggers the rest and response, and it just allows you to drop deeper into your pleasure. So the whole focus of tantric breath is to help you to relax into pleasure and to like remove the armoring that we all have from just like traumatic experiences throughout life. And and it's such a beautiful thing sometimes like you know you reach an orgasm and there's tears that come along with it and it's just it's a beautiful release so as long as you and your partner are connected your breath is in sync that's just like a very basic form of tantric breath but then when you go into the different tantric uh, practices the type of breath that you use in the other elements that come along with it will be specific to that modality Okay, and so why do you call that ocean breath? So Carla Tara, when she created it, she basically, like she sat in front of the ocean and she was just inspired by the sound of the waves. And so the sound that you make, it pretty much sounds like the ebb and flow of waves coming in and rushing out. So it sounds like, <sighs> and the bottom of that breath sounds like, you know, when the waves crash and it's like that, that mist, and then they go out. The bottom of the breath kind of sounds like that when the wave has completed and it's going out to get its energy back and then to come back. Okay, so I use this ocean breathing and I don't know if I've brought it up before on the podcast, but I use it all the time personally and also with clients and, and I have like a mindful sex course. Mm -hmm. Not what you're describing, but I'm wondering how it could be enhanced by what you're describing. So my version of ocean breathing is a visualization mm. where as I inhale, the waves are coming in and that's what I'm visualizing. And as I exhale, they're rolling out. And yes. like I use that in bed when I'm trying to relax. I mm -hmm. use it sometimes in the, in the middle of the day when I just need a couple of breaths to bring myself back because maybe I'm worrying about something that's not worth worrying about. So I'm wondering, can we put that breath into it? Absolutely, because that visualization in itself is so powerful, you know, like water is so cleansing and it just has a way of calming you. And even when, like when you surrender, like when you're in water and you just surrender to it, just being able to hold you up, it's such a beautiful thing. Imagine taking that visualization and then incorporating the actual ocean breath into that. Now I will say sometimes for people, the sound can be a little difficult to master if they have like blockages in their throat chakra or if they're just not used to like hearing their voice because the awe can sound very sexual but I'll take it out of the sexual space and take it into something that we are familiar with when we yawn quite naturally we make that 
sound, right? And that is a sign of our bodies just like relaxing and allowing us to just like be. So I like to start my clients off with just making sounds first before we even go into the actual breath because I'm I'm aware like everyone's learning style is different and everyone's at like a different level with what they're able to actually practice and like bring forth. So I just start with us just kind of like inhaling through the nose and then exhaling with a sound. And then we go into the open mouth breath because it can be pretty intense. Your, your mouth has to be like two fingers wide. Your tongue rests on, the, on the, your bottom palate. So just like gently, and then you're inhaling and exhaling through the mouth. So sometimes it's hard for people to like keep the mouth open because it feels stressful. Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw me just try it, but my jaw is kind of clicking. Mm-hmm. So I definitely don't have a problem making noise when I breathe. Can you walk me through that ocean breath? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you basically take two fingers, mm-hmm. your index and your middle finger, and you put them like parallel in a horizontal and you just put them in between your lips. And that's how wide your mouth is going to be open the entire time. Okay. And then your tongue is just resting on the bottom of your, your mouth, your soft palate. And then you just inhale through the mouth. And when you exhale, you let go and ah. Oh. Oh. And it's like you're connecting, it's like a high note ah to a low note and you just connect them. And so as you go through your exhale at the bottom, it's going to trail off. So you just ah. Can I tell you how good that feels? Doesn't it feel amazing? It feels so good. You know, I make a lot of noises. Mm -hmm. Not always, I guess, positive noises. I I like kind of, (laughs) I'm like, "Mm, uh," especially like in bed when I'm rolling around. I do that too. (laughs) My partner's just so attentive where he's like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's like, God, I hate your sound sometimes. (laughs) But what they're not really, I think to him, I wish he was here. I think to him they sound like complaints, mm. but to me they're just, they're kind of a release. Like mm-hmm. I'm letting something out of my body yes. that I don't want in there. Yep. Does that make sense? It makes total sense because I do that too. Like when I first wake up in the morning and I'm stretching, I'm doing all kinds of sounds. I'm like, uh, you know, and I'm not in pain. It's just sometimes just the vibration of your throat and just letting those sounds out is just releasing, like you said, things that you don't want. And so I think it's like, it really helps to not judge the sounds, but just let them be. It's so beautiful when you are in a partnership where your partner just lets you do your thing. You know what I'm saying? As weird as it may sound or seem, you know, it's just like, hey, that's you. And I wanna let you do you. Because it's like, if you don't make the sounds then you feel like you're stuck, you know? Absolutely. Like you're constipated. Yeah, you're, it's like holding in a sneeze. Yes. You're thinking about that sneeze for, or holding in an orgasm or oh, desire or any of yes. those natural bodily responses or a yawn, mm-hmm. right? You're in a meeting and you're not supposed to yawn and you try and hold oh, it that's in. that's the worst. I, I start know. like tearing up because I can't. I'm just like, excuse me, I gotta go to the bathroom. Yeah, it's so uncomfortable. So sounds, that, so thinking about breath and sound being at the basis of your mm-hmm. practice, what is the cost of stifling your sounds during sex? I'm often asked this, but I'm so mm. interested in your perspective. It definitely, I say it causes congestion and it just creates blocks. You know, if your body wants to express itself in whatever way it is, especially if it's not harming anyone else, then that is something that literally your mind is saying, hey, we need to express this through the body because the body lives in the mind, not the other way around. So if you choose to stifle that, 
You're literally going against what your body is telling you through your mind what it needs. And it's a conscious choice, but there will be imbalances that you will experience in your body. So feeling like aches and pains or tiredness or even just like general agitation or irritation, you may not understand where that's coming from, but it's coming from the imbalance and the blockages you're creating for yourself and not releasing what wants to come out. So I always say like, hey, the first step is dropping judgment. These are just sounds. They really don't mean anything until you attach a meaning to it. Literally anything that we see or can experience in the physical doesn't have a meaning until we attach a meaning to it. So if you are judging these things, instead of just taking them for what they are, just expressions, it's to be expressed so that you can create balance. You know, that's a very healthy way of looking at it. But if you're attaching judgment to it, then of course you're gonna stifle yourself. So you gotta ask yourself like, just think of it like um, a water hose, right? The water wants to come through the hose, it wants to come out, but when you step on it or when you put any type of obstruction on that thing, it's just gonna build up. And what is it gonna do? It's gonna cause pressure to back up into the source where the water is coming from, which can then cause an explosion and probably create some pretty hefty bills for you that have to get that corrected. So think about that in your body. You know, think about the ailments that you may have been experiencing in your body and how many bills and appointments and things are attached to that because you're trying to figure it out, you know? But you are the medicine. You have like the breath and just sounds that you make literally are the medicine. So imagine being able to be your own healer and I'm a living witness to it just through breath and making these sounds. I appreciate that so much. So what can people do tonight? Right. Maybe they can't, you know, sign up right away for authentic Tantra. Maybe they're not quite ready for the ocean breath. Like what can we do to let our sounds flow more freely? Like, do we need to practice? Do we need to do it in the shower? Should we turn on really loud music so we don't even hear ourselves and feel less self-conscious? Like, where do we begin? I would definitely say just begin with being alone and being in a space where you feel like no one else can hear you or see you. And that could be when everyone's out of the house, but if you don't have that luxury, like go into a closet, find a space that is like secluded from everywhere else or drive to like your favorite place in nature. And I think that doing it in nature is the most beautiful thing. And if it helps, like you can put some headphones in, especially like the noise canceling ones and just close your eyes because when you're in nature, you may encounter other people. But the goal is to not think about anyone else and what they could think or feel about what you're doing because this is a self-practice. And just take some deep inhales through the nose, like do diaphragm breathing. So breathing into your diaphragm and expanding your, your belly as you bring the breath down which allows you to really trigger a deep relaxation of the body. And then when you exhale, exhale through the mouth and let whatever sounds you want just come out of the mouth. And they can start really low, you know, and very soft, mm -hmm. but over time, just let them ride out even louder and just like go as loud as you can and then bring it back in. And just practicing that, just bits and pieces of time, like don't start with like 30 minutes, you can just start with five. Mm -hmm. Set a timer for yourself and just allow yourself to be in that. And as you become more comfortable, just take it up another minute and another minute and another minute. And even if you don't want to yet make the sounds, then just in your bed, like when you first wake up in the morning, place one hand over your heart center and one hand over wherever else you want it to be. It could be your belly, it could be your, your genitals, it could be your head, wherever you feel inspired to touch, you're connecting your heart space to the other space. And there's taking some deep breaths in through the nose and exhaling through the nose and just being present with your breath. And then if you feel compelled to open your mouth and make a sound on your exhale, then do that too. I would say slowly, gently, 
You know, we all, I won't say we all, but those of us who are very conscious of healing ourselves, right? Through tapping in, we have this like urgency to like push through and just want to get it done, right? Mm -hmm. But sometimes even in things that are meant to be good for us in pushing and trying to apply these things so quickly, it can push us into spaces that we're not ready yet and cause like a sort of breaking. So you want to be gentle with yourself, you know, and not judge yourself for or compare yourself to other people and say, well, this person can do this at like for 30 minutes. That's okay. That's that person. And that's their path and where they are in their journey. If you're just starting out, just just five minutes. And if there is resistance to doing that, that's okay. Because that resistance typically comes up when the body is aware that you're doing something that's going to bring it medicine. Our egos want to protect us, but our egos also don't understand that the things that it's doing to protect us are actually harming us. So the ego will definitely come up and be like, oh, you don't want to do that. It's like, actually, I do want to do that. And so just kind of sit with what's coming up as you're going into these practices. And even if you have a resistance, just write that down and be gentle with yourself. And then when you're ready to actually do the practice, go into it. If five minutes still seems too much for you, just two. Ask yourself, do you have at least two minutes out of 24 hours? For yourself. For yourself. Yes. Yes. That's a lot of actionable advice for people. Yes. So lots of uh, lots of after hours homework mm-hmm. coming at you today. And I, I just want to really emphasize that it's for folks of all genders. Yes. Like especially, I think folks with penises, guys have been told, don't make noise. Mm-hmm. I saw this Instagram post. I don't know who whose it was. I was just scrolling the other day. And it was something like, men make noise in bed. It's literally the hottest thing. It is. Honestly, just their sounds, I mean, regardless of gender, but for me, especially because men tend to stifle their sounds, Mm -hmm. in my experience, and I'm sure that, you know, a program like yours of going through something like Authentic Tantra really changes that because the big thing is letting go of judgment, right? Feeling like this is how I'm supposed to sound, right? And even, and for women, we feel we have to be high pitched or we feel we have to be cute or we feel it has to be smooth when sometimes it's just a grunt. Yep. And we sound like... Growl sometimes. Yeah, like <laughs> an animal or a hog. I feel the same way about eating. Yes. <laughs> right? And in our culture, like in Western culture, we're not supposed to make any noise. Mm-hmm. Right? We're not supposed to smack our lips or like moan and groan. And I always tell my stories about, you know, getting called out at restaurants for if I really, really? enjoy something. You're going to know, like, chefs like me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. In Japan, it is an honor when you burp and slurp your food. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And so if you've ever watched Japanese people eat, they are slurping and they're doing all the things because that's a part of their culture. Right. You know? And so I have no reservations about smacking and doing the the happy dance when I'm eating and just like, "Mm, mm, mm," and smacking my lips and burping and all that stuff because I'm like, I'm, this is a part of my pleasure experience. Right. I'm not going to censor myself because of how other people feel or think about it. And I'm, and literally a burp doesn't mean anything. It's literally a gaseous exchange of air coming out of and escaping the body. Oh, I need your help with that. (laughs) I like, I, I mean, I'll make my moans and groans. First of all, I can't burp on purpose. Like, you know, people who can just burp. Yeah, me. Yeah. Like a lot of people can, I can't burp. But I'm definitely more self-conscious about bodily functions like that. Mm-hmm. So that's for a whole other time. Oh, yes, yes. Love the information you're providing. So appreciative of the work you're doing. Thank we'll make you. sure we leave all of your info in the show notes. Tommy, thank you so much for chatting with me thank today. I wish we had me. two more hours to get oh, yeah. together. But we'll, we'll be social come back later. On. <laughs> yes, yeah. Anytime you want to come back on, you just tell me. 
Oh, absolutely. Well, thanks for the invite. I really appreciate this time. It's been a wonderful conversation and I hope everybody out there at least taps into breathing. That is the most powerful medicine you have for yourself that literally you don't need a prescription for. Right. You can just do it. Right now. Yes. They can take three, five deep breaths. Love it. I'm going to do that too. Thank you so much. My pleasure. And thank you for listening. Uh, A reminder that Intimately You presented by TSC airs on City TV Fridays at midnight. So please do tune in, share, send us your questions, watch the replay at tsc.ca slash Intimately You. Again, I'll link those in my bio. And while you're there, check out the awesome selection of sexual wellness products ranging from, we got, I don't know, we have vibrators, we have butt plugs, we have hemp-infused lube uh, from one of my favorite brands, a Canadian brand called High on Love. We have pelvic floor health products. We've even got another Canadian-based product called South, uh, a brand called South, and they have a bunch of different body products like body wash that is, you know, balanced for your body. They've got, you know, different sprays if you're into shaving down there, all of that fun stuff. Again, discount is Dr. Jess 25. It'll get you 25% off, which is a really rare deep discount on these higher end brands. So do check it out. And until next week, have a great one. You're listening to the Sex with Dr. Jess podcast. Improve your sex life, improve your life.